I'm Joe Atalig. My life is driven by one burning question. What would it mean for me if I looked at life through the lens of love? In my pursuit to answer that question, I'm sparking conversations with thought leaders, change makers, and risk takers who are exploring the undeniable possibilities when we look at life through love. It is my intention that these conversations will help you find your own answers to that question too. Welcome to the Lens of Love Podcast. You are listening to the Lens of Love Podcast and today the episode is going to be something that's near and dear to my heart because many of you know my story of when I went through dialysis for three and a half years and eventually was blessed um, with a kidney and um, extended my life and my life has not been the same since. And when I was going through, you know, the real tough time of figuring it all out, I didn't know anyone who was experiencing what I was experiencing. So I met people along the way, but I didn't know them personally. And, you know, people were very sympathetic to what I was going through and maybe empathetic. But what I know is, is that when you're going through pain and uncertainty, people can sympathize with you, but it's a whole new dimension when you can find someone who actually is experiencing what you're experiencing. And so I was blessed with being introduced to a gentleman who is now a friend of mine who actually endured um, the same experience I, I had with kidney failure. And uh, so today I have Junior Fernandez, who is here locally in Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm happy to say this man has a new kidney and a new lease on life, and he has an amazing story to tell. So I'm bringing him on here to share some of the things that he has experienced and gone through and the overwhelming love that poured out from his family, his friends, and from people who didn't even know him, and how it all transpired. So that's what you're going to listen in on today, that love is still the answer. And it is found in this man, uh, Junior Fernandez. Junior, welcome, man. Joe, my brother, how are you doing today? <laughs> Dude, I've been looking forward to this so much. And uh, I know that when Heather, who's your niece, uh, we worked together, introduced us. I didn't, I didn't know that it was going to transpire into a connection of sorts. And I, I think a lot of it, of course, was derived from what you and I experienced. And so, yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. So, thank, you thank you. And, and, and you, you said it perfectly in the intro where a lot of people empathize and sympathize with us. But unless you're going through what we went through, you really can't understand what we went through um i always used to say that people had 24 hours in a day i think in my case i had 14 hours in a day because mm. eight of that i was tied up to the machine an hour before and an hour after i was prepping i was leashed to i don't know 10, 15 feet within the machine even here at home um you know so yeah i do have a new lease on life like you said and it's amazing. Yeah, that is wonderful, man. So um, 
tell, I remember, in fact, I want to bring it up right here. Um, you were so gracious, man. You have a lot of family and friends who love you and support you, but you were on your way and, um, to Mayo and you, you know, you said, um, let's see, I got, I'm going to find it here. Uh, Oh, basically, it was simple. It was a one-liner, <laughs> and it was Friday, August the 30th at 6.52 p.m. You said, got the call on the way to Mayo. <laughs> and my response was, hell yeah. <laughs> and I wrote, I'm so happy for you, man. I'm crying over here. You got this, brother. And the reason why I was so emotional, because I remember I got that call from Mayo, and I was sitting at my desk. And they said, you need to be here within an hour. I'm like, I would, and I, and I live like basically an hour away and um, it all just came together so quickly. And yeah. so I was like transported back to that moment. So I, I understood what you were feeling and I appreciate you reaching out and letting me know that. And right then and there, dude, I said a prayer and it was like, I'm holding space for my brother. I know without a shadow of a doubt, this is going to be just an experience that, is going to catapult his life, right? Yeah. It's going to allow him to realize that, you know, love isn't just a theory. <laughs> you know, it's not something that, you know, is all mushy and like all sweet. It's powerful, right? And so as you were doing videos from your bedside and your energy, man, was just, and and then more people were showing up, you know, like every time you do a new video, <laughs> it's like you brought like half a phoenix in this room, you know? Yeah, it was like a quinceanera or a, or a, 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 a Hispanic baptism. There was, the only thing that missed you was the kegs of beer. <laughs> I'll tell you something, though. This is funny. My good buddy, Mike, he called me and he goes, how are you doing, man? How are you holding up? And I said, I'm doing good, but but Patty needs a shot of tequila. Well, he showed up with a bottle of tequila, so we had it there. <laughs> I love it. And I think that's the thing I appreciate about you most is unapologetically being yourself through all of it, man. And you were talking about how Mexicans, it was something about only Mexicans would, yeah, I think it would crowd a, you know, would like standing room only in a hospital. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you had me rolling, and uh, then your surgery was delayed a little bit, and it kept pushing it back. And I saw you holding on, man, with hope. And you know, your wife was just a trooper. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, through the through the whole thing, as it kind of developed, I I don't know if it was the I didn't want to count my. Uh, chickens before they hatch so to say mm -hmm. so every time we moved a step further there were several reasons that I didn't want to just jump for joy I mean just the reason I got the kidney was a tragedy but yet such a blessing that I received um, and then every every step forward there's something that could hold it back whether it's mm -hmm you know, something that the doctor team sees, the surgical staff, you know, that type of stuff, right? So until I was being wheeled in, I, I myself didn't let myself feel I was through those gates. Wow. You know, um, I wanted to keep a steady head and just, 
be cool about everything. And, and I think, you know, everybody else around me was, was more nervous and stuff than I was. I got, I got to admit that. Yeah. I mean, I was nervous because of the surgery, you know, I've, I've never really had any surgeries in my life. Wow. And being there, I just try to keep a calm head and okay. And that's, that's just, I wanted to be methodical about it. Okay. We're past step A. Okay. We're at B. Okay. Let's keep going till it's done. And then after the surgery, I woke up in the, uh, in my, in my room and it was done. And I was like, Oh my God, it's done. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. And quickly after that, you were, you were up man quickly. Yeah, man. So I was in my room and I woke up about 11 then I slept through the night and they, you know, they go in, check your blood, do all that kind of stuff. And I think at about maybe eight in the morning, I, um, I was up standing in my room and I had to, they wanted to weigh me and stuff and they were moving everything to the one side. I said, no, no, I'll go over there. They gave me a walk. And so I just used it for maybe a few steps. And then I asked, can I go walking? They said, yeah. So, I mean, it was slow, but I got up and, I, I just said, get this thing out of here. And I walked through the, through the, I made one round around the, uh, yeah. the floor and I went back. And after that, I would go in the afternoon and, um, you know, I, I just, I just wanted to just get up and going, man. I didn't want to go backwards. I, I, I'm moving forward. Let's keep it going forward. Yeah. That's, that's intention in action. That's amazing, man. So um, I want to backtrack just a little bit. Junior, because, um, you know, uh, share with us how long, when did you discover that you were in kidney failure and how long were you on dialysis? So I would say it was uh, uh, January 2018. I went to the doctor, to my um, nephrologist, I'm sorry, for my endocrinologist. And he said, hey, you know what? This, This isn't looking good. You need to go see a a nephrologist, a kidney doctor. So when I went to the kidney doctor, he ran tests and all that came back and he says, hey, your your kidneys are not functioning well. You're at about a 25% rate. And that's both kidneys combined. Um, and it was just like was a, a slap in the face, probably even worse, a kick in the, you know. Uh, yeah. but and, and that was just like, wow. Like, it, it was denial on my part, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, we're, we're young, we're guys, we're invincible. I was, I was doing everything I was doing before. I was working, I was traveling, I was lifting stuff. I was, you know, just, I was just being me. I didn't feel any different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as it kept going, I think in maybe a span of, I don't know, three months, it went from, I think, 22, 22 to 18. Ooh. So. The kidneys are going, yeah, exactly. They're going down and down. The, cu- the doctor starts talking to me about uh, about uh, uh, dialysis. And it, I was like, no, no, there's no way I'm going to do that. I didn't know it much about it. All I knew is, was, you know, you're hooked up to this machine and, and so on. And, yeah. um, you know, I know my sister in her younger days worked at a dialysis center and you know, hear all that, you know, she would see with her patients. And I was like, no, that's not going to be me. But um, again, it kept going down. And 
finally, uh, it was October of last year that I had to go get, well, I, I, I chose doing perineal, perineal dialysis PD, which is mm -hmm. what you do at home and you do that off a of catheter. Um, and so I, after, you know, getting versed and figuring out what the difference was between hemo and PD, I decided PD was best for me because I could still live, I guess, somewhat of a normal life. So I decided to do that. I got my catheter in October and I started dialysis in November. Of 18. Of 18, correct. Wow. Wow. So, um, so yeah, so just under a year on dialysis, right? Yeah, I mean, the average yeah. for a kidney is three to five years or something like that. Totally, yeah. I was on for three and a half years. So yeah. that's, that's, that's wonderful. That is just absolutely wonderful. So I, 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 you know, we went through similar experiences, of course. Going through dialysis, what are some things that kind of mess with your mind and your, your heart? What are some things that come to you like, whether it be emotionally, spiritually, or mentally, right? You start, what did you experience when you went on? Like what was happening inside of you? You know, well, number one, I, I tried to keep a, a positive attitude, man, because once I, I, not just one, just not me, I'm sorry, but one, once you start getting down in the dumps and doing that type of stuff, it's just going to bring you down. And after that, it's just, it's just bad. And my thing was, I didn't want to be like, Hey, Joe, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Junior? Oh, well, this and that, you know, be like, you know, Eeyore from, from Winnie the Pooh, you know, he just brings everybody down. <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy. So I tried to keep my best face and keep a smile, but inside it was, it was difficult, you know, with, with the catheter. So I love, I love going to, you know, a couple of my friends, my, my good buddy, Nate has a boat, you know, we'd go out to the lake in the past years, I jump in and do all that stuff. Well, I, I couldn't do that with, with right. dialysis because of the, the catheter. Right. I couldn't uh, even get in some pools because, you know, there's a lot of people there, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I, I told you earlier, I had 14 hours in a day because 10 of those were, tied up to the machine yeah um i'd come home you know i'd wake up at you know five six in the morning disconnect take a shower try to be out of the door by seven do my work come home dinner stuff with with my kids and my, my daughters do cheer so they get home sometimes late nine nine thirty right so mm -hmm. by nine i'm already hooked up right you know and so I, the the cord gives you 15 feet of movement and that's right. it, basically yeah. the bathroom and out of my bedroom. Yep. So with them coming home, you know, I want to interact with them. Or sometimes, you know, if if we were out late, I'd have to come home and hook up at midnight. There's eight hours, so I couldn't get out of bed till nine or whatever. Yeah. You know, if I wanted to do something, I had to plan, okay, what time am I going to get home to, you know, get on dialysis? Traveling. Yeah. You helped me with the traveling, by the way. You know, I think one of the first times I met you, you gave me your, your suitcase where you packed yeah. everything. It worked perfectly. So that took a big burden off of me. But traveling was a big thing because you got to pack all your supplies. Yeah. You got to get those bags shipped to your hotel, your destination. You know, yeah. all that stuff is just, 
you know, that type of stuff. And just, I remember come, I remember in the mornings, in the afternoons, or in the evenings, getting in the bathroom, locking my bedroom, because you had to clean everything off, turn right. off the air, you can't have all that stuff. Um, and uh, it was just stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is when I first started, you know, I have a dog, I love my dog Tyson. And getting started, I one of my friends, uh, Chad and Trudy, which have been amazing, um, they took them in for a little while just so I could kind of get used to it. Um, yeah. They took them back also recently after my surgery because, you know, again, yeah. it's got to be clean and, and right. stuff. So I miss my dog. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, it's all those little things, man, that it's just that I miss doing, you know, being able to just get out of bed and go. Yeah. It's funny, man. It's bringing me so many memories, you know, it's like, um, all of those little intricacies, right. Of, um, you know, everything being sterile and right environment and, you know, um, we, you know, the, the words connect and disconnect became synonymous in my home. Right. You know, my daughter, Oh, dad, don't you have to connect? I mean, you know, yes. so the language even changes and everything and they know, okay, put on a, put on a mask, you know, if you come in the room and you know, all those times to clean your shower every other day. I mean, you know, it's like all those little things, you know, and for me, there were seasons of this sucks, you know, I had a lot of those Joe, right. And this is, and then I, it's, it's, it was, uh, I mean, as a human being, it's like, I felt like a victim. This is happening to me, right? And I, I definitely, of course, in hindsight, start to say, wow, man, there's so many things that I was not aware that I had as a, you know, that was a, a true blessing, right? Those things that we take for granted. Yeah. And so I think through the entire experience, it has brought me to this place of every morning, right? There's just this sense of gratitude. It was like, man, just all the abuse that I gave my body, the violence that I had, you know, against it because of things that I didn't want to address as a man. Right. Cause there's, you know, oh, yeah. right. It's just like, I, I do feel that all this happened for me and I'm now at a place where I can look back and even though it was tough, I can see, wow, you know, kidney failure, dialysis and the transplant were meant for me. Not, I mean, uh, people who don't understand like, and had not have done work, we'll probably say that sounds sick, but I see it has brought me to this place where I can have a conversation via the airwaves with a brother who has experienced the same thing and talk about how love is a thing that sustained us through this, right? Through yeah. family, like a perspective on life that we would not have seen because we were just going through the motions every day on autopilot, right? So for those who are listening and are thinking, well, I'm healthy. Right. It's like, I don't, I don't think I have to worry about kidney failure, but it's like, you never know what, what's going to happen like in the next half hour. Right. And so it's not just about, it's just about raising your awareness, you know, and it starts to me with gratitude, you know, and, and gratefulness. And I can feel it in you because, you know, even afterwards when you were doing a video on your way home, I said like, this man is so grateful right now, you know, and, that sustains us, man. And so I see it now as like, you know, and I've had other medical issues, of course, and 
with, which you're aware of, my eye, my mobility. And I keep thinking I need to return to where I was and then I'll be okay. But recently, especially after your transplant, I said, you know something? I'm, I'm going to suffer if I think I have to get to a place where I'm quote unquote normal. This is normal what, what, I'm, what, what I have, right? And I'm grateful that I get to wake up and breathe, first of all, see those yeah. that I love, those that I connect with. It's just, I have to adjust, you know, differently. So, you know, at night when I drive, it's like, you know, I'm wearing a patch right now. I think I, you know, I'm sharing with you. There's just little things that I, and I think they're just reminders for me at least, man, is like how precious life is. And it's like, you know, don't leave anything undone, <laughs> you know, don't wait. Oh, right? yeah. I talk about not leaving love undone. In other words, it's like, what really effing matters at the end of the day, right? It's not going to yeah. be, I, I wish I could have, you know, got a bigger house. I wish I could have got a better car. Nothing's wrong with those things. And I want those things, but I'm not identified by those things. Right. Yeah. And so I think people who go through, um, you know, issues like you and I have, you know, those things remind us of how blessed we really are. Oh, I'm with you, man. There's, it's just brought so much perspective. And, you know, I, I used to, I used to sweat the small stuff, man. I would, I would lose my mind over literally spilled milk and different things and just stuff like that. And, you know, it's just now, man, I, I've gotten to the point where, Hey man, this is who I am. You like me, you don't like me. The only thing I can do is try to be a good dude and that's it. Yeah. And, yep. and you're right. I remember when I wanted the hot cars and the suits and well, I still want the hot cars because I love hot cars <laughs> but you know, totally. yeah, absolutely. houses and all that, yeah. man, you know, uh, you know, we, we downsized from our house. We had a nice house in the Moon Valley area to an apartment in central Phoenix. And this place is cool. It's, it's a lot smaller. We're a lot tighter. We do different things. We go walk into the restaurants. I mean, we're doing more stuff like that. And it's yeah. just, it's just cool. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah all that stuff is, I, I, I've seen things in a different light and it's, it's, I don't know if I want to say it's sad that it took something like this to realize that, but you know yeah. what, like you said, I'm glad it did. Um, yeah. And just like you mentioned, you know, us being men, we're full of piss and vinegar and nothing gets us down, right? I don't need to go to the doctor. Right. And, and I took that for a long time. I yeah. took that for a long time. I, I let stuff go. And, and this is why I put myself in that situation. Because even before I went to the doctor, you know, I was, I was working hard. I was traveling. I was doing all that kinds of stuff. And, you know, I was, I was you know, burning the candle at both ends, you know, I was having a good time and working hard, right? Work hard, yeah. play hard. Isn't that what we've always learned? At right. least our generation. Yeah. And yeah. I was doing that and I should have slowed down a lot sooner and whatever it is, what it is. I'm here now. I know have a new lease on life and I'm looking at things differently and I want to make things happen differently. Um, kind of like you, I know when you and I talked, you know, all this that you're doing kind of, after your your what you went through it, it said, "Hey man, there's more out there. I got to do more. I got to do different." Yeah, and that's right. kind of 
sparked something in me to want to do something more different you know yeah just just right. the 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 gift of of love of life of, of, of yeah. that i got is just incredible man yeah yeah that's beautiful that is beautiful you know um but i, I really want to touch on because it's a beautiful story oh, i want to crazy joe yeah so let's talk about how we you got to that place where you got the call from Mayo. I know you mentioned a tragedy, you know, just kind of high level what happened and what all transpired because this is just my fundamental belief. It was not a mistake at all. I mean, it's just beautiful how, and I know a little bit of the story and I want, which I, I want you to share to the listeners. Okay. Um, you know, it's amazing how, life begets life. I mean, yeah, it's, I'll, I'll shut up. Let me, <laughs> let me allow you to tell what happened. All right. I, I always have a tough time bringing out this story. So excuse me if I get choked up a few times, but good. so <clears throat> I, it, it's, it on a Friday night, me and, and uh, Patty were out at a concert and I got on Facebook and, uh, one of my friend's brothers put up, hey, you know, uh, Sherry was in an accident. Please pray for her. So we're like, all right. So I ended up contacting uh, uh, Kathy, which is Sherry's best friend, mm -hmm. uh, one of her best friends and one of my friends. Um, and just to kind of get before that, um, I'm originally from Texas, from El Paso. And, and Sherry and Kathy and several other people, we knew each other since way back when, like, 1989, 1988, junior high through high school, you know, yeah. they moved to Phoenix, we moved to Phoenix, and we've been in touch and so on and so forth. So um, I called Kathy and she told me, you know, yeah, she was not doing well. I said, well, keep me posted. And over the next couple of days, you know, things, things, things didn't look good. And um, so Monday night, we were at the Rolling Stones concert, and she, uh, Kathy had told me she'll keep me posted. We got a call from her, and I, and I, I was like, oh, man. So we walked out. She says, you know what? I'm, Sherry didn't make it. And so that was just like, oh, man. That was just, that was hard, you know, because Sherry was just an amazing person, man. And I'm not just saying that because, but she was. She was fun. She liked to have a good time. I mean. Hell, I could remember back since high school when we were just having a good time, you know. I could always see her smiling and hear, you know. She was just amazing. She was awesome. And, and I've met many people that she's made an impact in their life. Um, yeah. So Kathy told me, hey, um, she didn't make it. And I was like, yeah. And right after that, she goes, um, well, we found out that and again, I might not be saying this word for word, but because it was just a, a, absorbing all that, just sure. man, I I I lost it. I I couldn't I couldn't think, I couldn't concentrate because I'm dealing with the loss of Sherry at this, and, and she's a beautiful person. She has you know three kids and all that. It's like, come on, you know how how does somebody so young go like that? Right, full of life, very just great person and then Kathy backs that up with you know and and uh, she's an organ donor and, and the family wants to donate the kidney to you wow talk about just like a, a, a punch of reality and I'm like so you had no idea that she was an I, organ. I, 
I didn't. I didn't. And just that that alone, I mean, honestly brought me to my knees. I I couldn't stand. I was like, what? And Patty was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I'm like, "I, I need you right now. And it all transpired so quick. And Kathy started asking me, I need this, that, you know, all your information from Bayo and so on. So as it went along, um, you know, we ended up, uh, I guess the UCLA medical center and, and Mayo crossed information. They, they crossed it. And, um, Kathy called me like maybe I think it was Wednesday. And she said, you guys are a, a perfect match. And like, what? <laughs> she goes that the people at UCLA called and said, Hey, we got the information, her information. You guys are a perfect match. Wow. And I still was like, well, until Mayo calls me, I'm not going to freak out because again, <laughs> it's like I told you earlier, I'm just, I just, I just want to hold on. So, um, Mayo calls me Thursday and they said, Mr. Fernandez, we got a call. You know, this is going to happen the next 24 to 48 hours, so on and so forth. And I'm like, wow. So then they're still getting things done. Um, and of course, when you're there's an organ donation, you know, there's obviously another 10, 11 more organs to donate. So they don't just, they go in at one time, remove the organs, and then ship them. So there was still a lot of planning done. Right. So um, Thursday, again, they call, they follow up. Hey, we're still waiting. You know, they're, they're going to remove the organs in the next 24 hours. should be on standby. So Friday, my daughter, Brianna, and my family starts coming in because we told them the next two, three days, it's going down. So my, uh, my, my family started coming in, and we were going to my daughter, Brianna's, uh, game because she's a a varsity cheerleader so friday six o'clock we're getting we're literally rocking out the door and i see the mail call mr fernandez we need you to be at mail within the hour and it's like what (laughs) okay so i i literally come in and i threw some shorts sandals just whatever the heck i could get in a bag and we're off get some mail check in and they tell me your your surgery is gonna be tomorrow morning um, at I think nine or ten. So we're gonna pick you up at eight. More families coming in. Uh, my uh, good friends, the Trudeaus, are driving in from Texas. I mean, they it, they were wow. just everybody rallied, and so they get there. They get we get here. I fall asleep at the hospital. Wake up the next morning, and it's nine o'clock, ten o'clock, nothing. And I'm like. Okay, what's going on here? Well, they came in and they said, well, the uh, surgery is going to be postponed until 6 o'clock. Okay, cool. You know, it's already on the books at 6. It's just a lot of stuff. So as we're waiting there, Saturday is Sherry's birthday. Oh, wow. The day of my transplant. What? Right? (laughs) we get a reminder on Facebook because Saturday at 6 p.m. we're having a cookout birthday party for her. What? Right? I didn't know that. I didn't realize that part. Wow. Yeah, man. I mean, 
it was just so overwhelming, Joe. I mean, like her presence was there. She's like, oh, yeah. hey man, this party's not gonna get started till I feel it's gonna get started. <laughs> and it's funny because I I officiated her wedding maybe a couple years really? ago. Really? Wow. And her wedding didn't start till she was damn ready to get it started. Yeah. So that was it. funny. Yeah. That was all in, in, in her doing. Wow. Yeah, man. Um I had uh right before I was wielding the surgery, had all my friends, my family, everybody showed up, wish me well, all that. And uh the doctor came in and she said, You got a perfect kidney, everything looks good. There's no issues with it, no antibodies, anything like that that's gonna affect. Yeah. All right, great. Well, before this, my my kidney functions were getting worse. Right. Okay. So the doctors were talking about, well, maybe sometime in the next couple of months, we might have to do the hemodialysis, which is the in-center, three hours a day, stuff like that. And I was dreading that. Yeah. I was dreading that. I didn't want that. It was just, that's so tough on the body. And, yeah. you know, I, you know, I need, I, I'm not one to, to play around. I just, I need to work. I need to be busy. I need to keep going. And it was, it was, it was on the back of my mind. And I was like, no way. So her gift, her love that, that she gave me just really saved me and put me in, in an amazing place. I mean, I can't, words can't express the love and the gratitude that I have to the people that made the decision to direct donate the kidney to me, which were her kids, her mom, brother, her close yeah. friends, all that, that, right. I mean, you know, you're, you're dealing with the loss of your mom, your best friend, your this and that. And somehow you pull that out of the bag and go, Hey, junior, whatever, however it came about, you know? Right. I mean, how, how, you know, like I said, it's a very bittersweet that I can't, I'm, I'm torn between the loss of, of her right, and the gift that I was given. Yeah. You know, man, if you really think about it, she still lives today, right? Oh, man. I'll and, tell you right. what, Joe. She's, she's gotten me so good. She's taking care of me. Um, yeah. um so before the, you know, when kidneys start failing, your urine input starts to decrease and all that. And oh, yeah. Honestly, if I was peeing half a cup a day, that was a lot. Right. And usually after transplants, people have to sometimes do dialysis to wake up the kidney and do things like that. Well, as soon as that, as soon as the kidney was uh, put in place, I mean, I started producing pee like that. I was feeling about a cup an hour. Even the doctors were like, what? Because I was getting all the toxins out of my body. It was starting to work immediately. Right. Uh, the next day, the doctor, the, the endocrinologist or uh, nephrologist came in and said, you know what? Um, you're not going to need any type of dialysis. Your kidney's up and running. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> that's great. I hear um, a lot of people taking... You know, we have to take our meds, you know, every 12 right. hours, 8 a.m., 8 p.m., stuff like that. Right. I hear a lot of people that have to take literally 
meals full of pills, you know, 20, 30 yeah. pills at a time, 15, whatever. Joe, I'm taking minimal amounts. Yeah, it's amazing, man. I mean, it, it's, I, I, I see what other people take and what I'm doing. I mean, they've actually cut down some of my medicine that wow. the kidney took so well. Yeah, um, that's amazing. Um, you know, the past three weeks, I've been starting to walk around. I go walking around the neighborhood, things like that. Yesterday, um, I finally got on the treadmill and I walked for about 15, 20 minutes. You know, I'm going to start doing stuff like that. It's just, yeah. it's, it's coming along so fast that, that this is just, I expected so much different and very cautious. And it's, yeah. I'll knock on wood, man, that it's gone so well for me. That's amazing. You know, and yeah, so for me, A, I just wanted to acknowledge the whole, you know, pee. <laughs> you know, we're celebrating like we're going to produce a cup of pee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a little thing, right? Yeah, you and I totally understand what that means. And then for a while, it was like more every day. And I was like, so I, I never felt so excited to see piss. I mean, <laughs> it was like, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm with you, man. And uh, it's just the sign. And, and what, what's really cool is me, at least from my lens, is seeing like the thumbprint of God and love with the whole thing with Sherry, her birthday, the timing. It's like, this is not a mistake. This is ordained and orchestrated on both of your behalves, right? And so, <laughs> oof. It's strong, man. You're an important man. You're worthy. <laughs> and no, man, you bring so much life. And so your time ain't up, dude. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the last, well, not last conversations, but our friend Kathy and her husband Renee had the renewal of their vows. And um, it was maybe last, last year sometime, November or something. I don't remember the time, but we were on the backyard kind of when the party was winding down. And I remember a conversation I had with Sherry. Everybody was sitting at the table next to us. And me and Sherry were standing there. And she was like, give me a big old hug. And she's like, God, Junior, I love you. I wish, God, I, I wish there was something I could do for you. I wish I could help you. And she's kissing me and hugging me. And wow. she's crying with me. And we're chugged the beer and wow. all that. And if she, oh, I know she knows. Yeah, totally. I know she knows what she's doing, and 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 she's doing way more than I could have ever, ever, ever asked for. Yeah, you know, Whew. that's amazing. You know, I had a deceased donor, and afterwards, you know, we have um to go back to you know Mayo. Oh gosh, every day for the first week, right? <laughs> right, and so I asked my transplant coordinator. I said is there a way that I can get the name of my donor and information to contact the family just to say thank you? And she came back and said, you know, they preferred not to be identified. And I was a little bummed at first, but then I thought, what an amazing display of love that love asks for nothing. It doesn't ask to be acknowledged. It doesn't ask to be recognized. It gives without a condition. And this man, this man and, their, and his family said, no, we want to give life. And so it's not important for me to know it. It's just important to me to know that it was love, that he gave his organ, you know, to give me life. 
and I'm, I'm extremely grateful for it. It doesn't matter that I don't know who he is. Um, it just taught me that, you know, sometimes, man, we love with condition. We say we don't, but yeah, we want to be acknowledged. Like, you know, recognize me. I gave you something. And so to me, it was just a nice display, a beautiful display of unconditional love, right? Yeah. And um, it's, I think it was Sherry's desire. I really do. That she would um, have her kidney. I, I mean, I, I, I think I had posted something like, I, I, I don't know how the world works or what the gods have in plan, but this is an amazing gift that I've received. And, and, yeah. I, and I know that, again, Sherry um, was, uh, was big on organ donation. Obviously, she had signed her license and stuff like that to, to do this, even before whatever, right? right? It, it could have been somebody else, but she, I was blessed with one of her gifts. So I know that was a cause near and dear to her. You know, when we were at her funeral uh, or her celebration of life that there was a table there for, for the organ donation. And, you know, I, I plan to do a lot more with them. Yeah, that's awesome. I want to be an advocate. I want to put it out there. I mean, again, that's something that's, that's obviously near and dear to me. It's, it has before. But I mean, man, talk about bringing it home. This, right. this is it, you know. I mean, there's, you know, I want to do stuff to honor her name, her, her, her family. You know, I know they're going through a lot. I mean, three kids don't have their mom. Right. Her mom doesn't have her daughter. Her brother doesn't have her sister. The girls don't have their best friend. I mean, everybody's yeah. mourning, and it's and it's and it's, you know, I know it's hard on on a lot of people, and and having maybe this so close to home brings yeah brings it all and you know but i i just i just want to make the best out of the opportunity i've been given and, and honor her in the best way i can yeah oh you're definitely doing that man and how cool right you are now uncle junior to these three kids and when they see you it's a reminder of how amazing their mom was yeah i think they know that even without that i mean so many people, the community has reached out. I mean, um, there was a GoFundMe started by uh, uh, her son's uh, football team. And, man, those kids just man, have that whole community has, has come around her. Um, people in our circle have been so amazing to us. I mean, you know, we've had people bring us meals for the past two or three weeks because, you know, it's just been crazy. We have friends offering to do stuff and right. um you know my family was here for a week um you know my my, my mom my, my dad my my niece heather that you know man she was a champ uh, my mother-in-law was here i mean uh, my friends that uh yeah. you know they said we're the shows they drove in from texas to spend the weekend just sitting around the hospital and right. they were just champs i, I loved them to death and you know, all, you know, all my boys were calling me to make sure I'm doing good. And, and you know, they were just giving me all kinds of, of uh, you know, ball busting. And, and, and guess what? I loved it, man, because that, that keeps yeah. me going. My boys are always taking care of me. And, and just all their friends around here, just, man, Joe, I've, I've gotten so much support. And, and um, you yeah. know, people that knew Sherry that I hadn't known have reached out and, and just you know, offered so many kind words and well wishes and 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 it, it, on my my 
find a kidney for junior uh, Facebook page, the comments just being, you know, from, yeah. from people I don't know and things like that, because, um, it, yeah, the, the way all this turned about in the story and the connection is just like, man, you couldn't write this if you wanted to. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I'm extremely, extremely, extremely blessed that you came on today. Thank you for sharing your story and, you know, how you experience the love from others, you know, and it's just a compelling, compelling story. And um, of course, it resonated greatly with me. If you were to want to share a message to those that are listening, just anything from your heart, right? What would you want them to remember? A, I mean, A, remember, or, you know, B, what would you want them to know? right, as they reflect on their own life and kind of listen to your story and some things, um, what's an important message that you would like to share with them? Oh, man. I don't know. I You know, through this whole thing, I've tried to keep my head up and be positive. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think keeping a, a positive mental attitude and just chugging forward as opposed to what was me, why is this, you know, I, I think – I I never once said, why me, right? Yeah. I, I just said, okay, this is what I've been dealt. F it, let's move forward. Yeah. You know, I just I kept my head up, kept a smile on my face. Um, I just kept moving forward. I mean, uh, I don't know if that's one word or one saying, but just, just be positive and be strong in, in whatever you do because when you think you have it bad, there's – there's worse out there. And yeah. if if you let yourself get down, you know, whichever way the head goes, the body will follow, right? So you stay right. up strong, you go forward, you're going to keep moving. Yeah. You start bringing yourself down, your body, everything, you know. I be, I've started to believe what happens here is starts to affect everything else. Absolutely. You know? Yes, the power of the mind and um so that's that's amazing, man. For me, as I hear your story and you know, really glean from your experience, I'm reminded that many times we don't know what people are going through. I mean, yeah. when I met you, I'm like, this dude's not on dialysis, right? Because you're a vibrancy, it's just your spirit, right? We have no idea what people are going through. Yeah. You know? And so I would encourage those that are listening to, you know, the love wave, which is, you know. A movement that I've joined. I say that because, you know, people say you started a movement, Joe. I'm like, I didn't start a movement. I joined a movement of love that started way thousands of years ago. I'm just hopping on with my own flavor, right? Is that when we see another human being, many times what they're experiencing or going through is the same thing that's happening inside of us. But we look just outside, right? To kind of figure out, like, we know what who people are and what they're going through. So, um, yeah, I, w- I would say that I, I glean that from from you today. Yeah, you know that's that's one of the things that, and it's for example, uh, at work, um, I don't think anybody knew before. So I, on Friday when I knew things were going to get real, um, I I called you know my HR and my boss and I told them, hey, this is what's going on. And, 
he had no idea I was on dialysis. I don't think anybody at work knew I was on dialysis. Um, even um, I had started a softball team at work. Um, we were playing Tuesday nights. I remember one day it was like 116 degrees outside where the game started. I mean, you know how you're, yeah. you're just feeling tired. And I wasn't going to let that get in the way. Sometimes I didn't play. I sat in the, in, in the dugout and cheered everybody on and, I just didn't let anybody know what, what I was going through. Um, I just, I was not going to use that as a crutch for anything. You know what I mean? Um, I, I talked to, um, I think one time they offered me, uh, after I got on on dialysis, you know, everything changes. They offered me um, a handicap pass. Mm -hmm. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, that's for somebody that needs it. I'm not going to mm. take that parking spot when I can park four or five down. Yeah. I can walk. Yeah, I might get a little winded, but I can still <laughs> do it. You know, yeah. I remember uh, at work um, um, going into the sales office. There's two flights of stairs. Man, Joe, every morning I looked at those stairs and I was like, you know what? I hate you, but you're not going to stop me. I yeah. it, 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 I would take it slow. I would get winded by the first, you know, set, but yeah. I didn't let it stop me. I went. I didn't stop. I just walked it all up. But you yeah. know, just things like that. That I mean, it's nothing big, right? But it was like, uh, uh-uh. f you, buddy. You're not getting me. You're yeah. not gonna get me. Yeah, man. yeah I'm definitely uh, experiencing that right now. Um, you know, kind of claiming disability when I park in a disabled parking spot, right? Yeah. And where, no, I'm capable. And I like that. It may take a little bit of time, but I'll be there. So that's good, man. Very good. Well, I encourage listening, you guys that are listening today, um, I think it would be really cool that you can visit um, JR on Facebook. He has a page called Find a Kidney for junior and it's the number four and then jr so find a kidney for junior and the reason why even though he's had the transplant is taking a look at actually his story that he shared today you'll see that really come to life on his facebook page and the outpouring of love support community and other things that you discovered in getting to know um, junior today um and then once again, man, thank you again for coming on to the lens of love. Uh, you know, uh, this was a really special one for me. And I know that you and I will continue to be connected under the cause of encouraging people going through whatever element that they're going through. Oh, for that, sure. Yeah. That, you know, um, the glass is definitely half full. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, give your love to give my love to your family And um, for those who are listening, just know again that love is still the answer to any question, any circumstance, any situation that life brings you, right? I'm talking about the love that stands and looks through circumstance, illness, you know, relationships, I mean, mistakes, everything. This is the power of love. And I thank you, Junior, for coming on today to- Oh, man, I can't thank you enough, Joe. I know once this went through, I, I, I called you immediately and, yeah. you know, we, we were like, yeah, we got to do this. I mean, um, yeah. and, and honestly, I want to thank you because, you know, 
like you said earlier, you didn't know who to talk to or whatever when you're going through this. And my niece, Heather, said, hey, you know what? This is Joe. And it took me a little bit of time to reach out to you just because, again, it's a stubbornness. Yeah. But I'm glad I did because right away we, you know, we text each other on occasion. Like I said, you know, I was, my traveling was just a, a pain. And you said, hey, man, hold on. This is what I did. And, you know, you, you, you took care of me and it, and it worked perfectly and just able to bounce stuff off of you and following you on Facebook and all that. And, you know, I, I thank you. I thank you for that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. My pleasure. All right, you guys, thank you for joining in to today's episode. Um, there's more coming. And I also want to take the opportunity to make somewhat of a kind of a teaser announcement. The Love Wave, which was started in May of this year, is going to continue across the country. And it's now moving into the further west, into California. So stay tuned as I make an announcement of the next event that is coming up before you know it. But thank you all for joining today. Thank you, Junior, for coming on to the show. And everybody, once again, I'm, until the cows come home, I'm going to say it over and over again. Love is still the answer. Bye, y'all. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Lens of Love podcast. If today's episode brought value and insight, you can help us advance the movement and the message by doing these three things all at the same time. First of all, give us a shout out on the platform that you're listening on. And then a five-star rating would be absolutely amazing and appreciated. And then lastly, of course, is subscribe to the podcast so that you can join the love wave that is happening across the planet. Now, you can find me on Facebook at Love Joe and on Instagram at Love Joe underscore Lens of Love. And visit me on my website at joeitalic.com. Thanks again for listening, and always remember, love is still the answer.